What up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time show right here out of the Wind Casino in the Blue Wire Studios. We're back with another one. The always popular Earl Spence. Anytime he says something, Danny, I mean, it just becomes news. It really does. Yeah, I knew I wasn't tripping, bro. Tampa only got 387,000 people, bro. Okay, how big is it, though? This guy just, he just goes with the Tampa stuff, man. Uh, but yeah. What up, champ? <laughs> what up, man? I'm just trying to uh, explain to Ness that Tampa is not a, a, a major city. I'm saying it's a big city. It's just not a major city. It's not a LA, a Chicago, a New York, a, a Miami, a Dallas, a Phoenix, a Seattle, a Denver, a Detroit, a Philadelphia, a Boston. It's not one of those. That's because that's what Miami is, you know? You don't really get two popping cities in one state unless you're Texas, right? Because they got Houston and Dallas. But usually Atlanta covers all no, of Georgia. You know I think, what I'm saying? No, I think Orlando. I think Orlando's up there. I mean, and, and that's probably because of the Puerto Rican population. It must be ticket sales for uh, Latino artists or something. I don't know. No, uh, and Ness and I were discussing ticket prices from here to the East Coast being expensive. Here being Vegas. Um, and I was just uh, yesterday looking to go for the Bumgarner fight this weekend. New York City. Well, granted, to New York, it was expensive. I was going to fly into Philly. Exactly. But so you a, have to take a two-hour train? Well, I, it, it would be two, two hours, hours in a car. It's a two-hour train ride. Two-hour train ride into the city. Some simple, simple. Horrible. Um, but that's my, bro, that's my Bob Iber. Yeah, impression. that shit was like $70 one way. That's a great price, but to the wrong city. I mean, it was a hundred. You know how many cities you 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 pass in? It was a hundred. Like from Philly. How many major airports am I passing? I'm only passing one. Uh Ooh. I mean, you right, major. Major. Just know it. You you right. He, he he hit me up with that. You know what I'm saying? But there and, is another Clearport. Uh, and, you got you got Teterboro and you yeah, got Trenton. I mean, Trenton but, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking major. See, um, but you could. I think you could fly into Trenton. No, you probably can. But similar to Tampa, you'll probably have a layover. It's probably going to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So me, you know, I I be having time. I figure I go to Philly. And I'm productive. I go see Jerron. I go see Danny. I go see Steph. Shout out to Bozy who cause Steph hit did, us up this morning. Steph did give me an invite. You know, I figured I'd be productive, be in Philly for the for the day, head into the city, you know, in the evening, mm. right? Um, and then come back, fly back from Newark. But, you know, it didn't work out that way. Danny. Um, but that's because those are major airports. It's more affordable. You know, Tampa, not as much. So, you know, they got to charge a little bit more to make it happen. I guess. But uh, you getting comments, man. See, I wasn't the only one. Someone said, Danny, where you get your fashion from? Uh, and I'm assuming he talking about the hoodie. Uh, so, yeah. And it actually looks well on camera. So, as you can see, that's a character there by the name of Stoney. <laughs> Shout out to Kush Culture. And the culture universe, yep. you know. Uh, shout out to our man Tut from H-Town. So Houston stand up. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for Tut and his partners to fully come out with uh, not only this clothing line, but this movement, man. Uh, as he likes to say, it's going to be the Walt Disney of cannabis. So um, I hope that his words could come true. And, you know, I wish him 
a lot of success. We're going to definitely ride out because Stoney is one of the many characters Damn, they that zoomed he in on Stoney. Yeah, yo, it's you fire. You could tell though. the quality. You could tell the quality of this shit. Yo. Yeah, no, of course. Go that's back to it. Go back to it. Yeah. That's because it's um embroidery, bro. That's the real deal right there. Because Culture Universe. Super comfortable, too, let me tell yeah. you. I, yo, I didn't you get, see I don't this? have one. Hold on, I'm you tight. see this? This isn't new. That's the one I want. This isn't new. I just washed it because yeah. uh, when he gave it to me in, in, in Houston. No, nah, bro, I fucking spilled. I forget where we stopped at. That uh, Oh, the taco spot. Remember mm -hmm. we went from there to the taco spot? Drop guac. You had the, the chips and guac, and I dropped guac right here. So I had to get a wash. So this already washed. Still great quality. It still looks phenomenal. So uh, shout out to Tut. Where, so he says, Stony looks like Oscar the Grouch. Aha! If Oscar the Grouch was a marijuana plant and lived inside of a uh, plant, no, that's not a plant thing, bro. That's the that's the prescription bottle. Oh, yeah, prescription bottle. Yeah, Damn, Danny don't even know what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're here to talk about the always popular Earl Spence saying he'll bet money versus Rolando Romero's trainer. Coach Bullet, that Roley cannot knock out Frank Martin. Now, the reason this is news to us, Danny, is because Earl Spence read our story. Because boxing scene, shout out to boxing scene. I think it was uh, Keith Eidick, maybe. I'm not sure. But if I'm wrong, shout out to the person that did write and give us credit based off our interview with Coach Bullet, where he said he believes, you know, Roley would knock out Frank Martin. So let's talk about that fight. Um, I guess it's going to be difficult, right? Because it's like Roley, his best performance would be the Anthony Yigit. And then since then, he's had the Marinez win, which some call questionable. And then he's got the tank knockout loss, right? Let me pull up his resume to be sure. But I can think I that's you, how it went. Can I tell you something interesting? What up? Um. Tampa's uh, 52nd in the country in population. Henderson, Nevada, five spots below at 57th. So uh, there's your two comparisons. You know, uh, Tampa's just slightly larger than uh, Henderson in terms of population. I mean, everybody wants to be in Henderson, according to the vegans. And he means the Las Vegans. Yes, you know, I live in Henderson, and I, I, do, I do like it. But anyway... Back on topic. So, yes, that's the way that it went. It was actually Marina Sparrow, then Yigit. And you got to give him credit for knocking out Sparrow because I believe Hank Lundy did not. Right? Lundy did not. William Foster III did not. Abraham Nova did not. Okay, there you go. So, credit to Roley for being unable to knock out Avery Sparrow and Anthony Yigit. Um, so, we really don't have much to go off because I feel like Michelle Rivera would have beat all these guys on his resume, except for Tank. Like, I think Michelle outboxes Yigit. I think Michelle definitely beats Sparrow. I think Michelle definitely beats Marinez, but I feel like that might have been a boring fight because it's two boxers dancing around. Um, but those are his biggest wins. So 
I think that the Michelle Rivera win is is better on Martin's resume. I hope that ain't wrong and bad for you, Roly, because I know, like, I've been trying to get you in studio since I moved to Vegas. Bro, did you see the video I sent to the pre-pro? No. Of of him this morning, last nope. night? Nope. Bro. So, um, he's at a fight being interviewed by uh, another um, platform. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, in a hallway in the arena. And a fan walks up to him. He's like, yo, do you remember when Tank knocked you out? And, like, Roly just stares at him in silence for, like, 20 seconds. And you could tell, like, he was containing himself. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I, I blacked out. <clears throat> I heard you say the end part. So now I'm interested. Who asked that question? Bro, a random fan walked up oh, to him. Oh, a random fan. That's well, why. That's wa- why. Walked up to him while uh, he was being interviewed. And so um, I think. The interview might have even been live. And the dude's like, what was it like being knocked? Or do you do you remember being uh, knocked out by Tank? I'm just like, damn. Now, if he would have smacked it's the fans you, are brutal, man. Yeah, the they, are they've brutal. never been in the ring. So, you know, it, it's easy to, you know, say certain things, man. Um, and, and, and it's no knock on that fan either. You know, it's just lack of knowledge. Lack of education. But I think that's the poll. We didn't do a poll all morning. Who wins and how? Frank Martin versus Roley. Who's the A-side? Is it is it Martin because he's the Earl Spence promoted fighter? Or is it <clears throat> Roley because his pay-per-view was successful? And he's <clears throat> obviously become a star. Or some, some, some level of stardom since that fight. Yeah, no. I think it's definitely Roley. Um, you know, I think Frank is now busting on the scene. And honestly, one could even argue that his win is bigger. You get That's what I'm what saying? Like, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Roley is a... He's been in the biggest fight. And he's also a more known name. You know, he's been on pay-per-view. Got knocked out. Uh, and now he's coming back to a title shot. So that... You keep saying that. The gyms must be talking because, honestly, the the, 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 the internet is not. That Pueyo shit has been not talked about. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I spoke to Coach Bullet. My interview is out there on theboxingvoice.com forward slash... Uh, no, no, no. YouTube.com forward slash what he the said. boxing voice. What he said. Um, and he does say the Pueyo fight is there, but he's also talking about I believe this fight with Martin with me. And that's why we talking about it with Earl because he's like, I'll take either fight for Roley. But if a title shot is there, it's there. But he also made it seem like <clears throat> maybe Pueyo didn't want that. I don't know. Maybe I got to go watch my own interview again, to be real. Brother, drink some water. Your, your throat's a little parched, it seems like. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, but... uh. Let's get that poll going to see I'm, what the I'm, people... I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, bro. I'm giving up the options. I'm writing out the options and stuff now. You know, uh, KO and decision is all we can do as until YouTube uh, updates and gives us, you know, more a fifth option, kind of the way they do on the community page. What do you see it by? What, what are you voting? Uh, yeah, no, like I said, uh, I do believe that 
Broly is the A side, man. I, I think it's hard to argue and, and to argue against that. Now make it clear. One can argue that Frank Martin has a better win in beating Michel Rivera. That can be argued. But as far as the A side, you know, um, let me see. I'm going to have to go on my phone because I don't have the boxing voice Instagram on my uh, laptop. And uh, I'm blocked. So <laughs> What? Blocked where? Yeah, so Roly has a quarter million followers on Instagram while Frank Martin has 67,000. I, I remember people laughed at me years ago when I used to do that. And now it's all about social media. <clears throat> all about social media, bro. How many people you can put in them seats uh, is an indicator of how many followers you have. But the poll and is vice versa, out. I, vice versa, I think you meant it. But yeah, obviously, if you have a lot of Instagram followers and social media followers, that's a good indication that You'll you can sell, sell some tickets. Sell some tickets, which is funny. <clears throat> I've heard people say they expect like a ten percent of your following. Which is not happening at all. <laughs> at all, yeah. I don't. I don't know that. That's ambitious. I think one percent. Mm. I think one percent. I is, think one percent or one point something is probably what we've been getting. But I do think that's extremely low. It should at least be better than one percent. You know. You should be able to convert more than 1%, bro. You know? Into ticket sales? Yeah. 1%? Bro, look, can I tell you something? Because this is the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. All right, this is going to be... So, uh, throughout my time on Instagram, especially, like, my time in boxing, I've noticed when I post a picture, it's only being liked by 10% of my followers, mm. right? Not going to lie to you. Since, since joining the show, that has gone up to 15% of my followers. Mm. But it's a pretty consistent number. So that's a free double tap. Now, I got to buy the pay-per-view. So that costs money. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about 5% of my following is good for that, right? No? What you thinking? Five for the pay-per-view or ten? I mean, again, I think you should be converting your fans. Especially if you're a business like these fighters, you know? This, the merchandise. Canelo has 14 million. You know what I'm saying? Um, he did 800,000 with Caleb Plant. Now, obviously, that was a year and a half ago, a little less than. Um, Probably didn't have 14 million then. Probably was a little bit less. Let's say 10 million. You you good with what I'm saying? Let me see. No, I mean, look, the based that's and that's what I said from the beginning. Based off what we've been seeing, you are correct. It's more towards the 1%, but I believe it should be more. You know, like what sort of an influence are you making if only 1%? You know, don't they call them influencers? Like, you kidding me? 1%? There's no way. 
That's that's low, bro. I bet you these uh other influencers are getting a higher conversion. And that's why the Jake Pauls and the KSIs of the world are so big. It's just that, you know, it's, it's I mean, it depends what's the, your level of influence. What's the uh, pay-per-view numbers on Jake? Jake has a bigger, a bigger following and he hasn't surpassed in pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Based off his 20 million, he should be doing, you know, a big number. Uh, and he's not. But he's different. He's definitely in the bringing that, in the money because he exactly, keeps, he he keeps got getting better. deals. He keeps no, getting deals. Creating. They're creating no, right. deals. They're not getting sponsorships and endorsements. My man made a betting site. His brother made a fucking drink. Like, they're they not playing no games. Boxers need to jump on the school of the Logans. And learn how to use the social media. That's what I'm saying. I know that they're converting higher than 1%. Those guys, those real influencers, boxers may not be converting higher than 1% because they ain't influencers. They don't know how to influence. They ain't using their social media the way a Floyd is. That's why Ryan gets the GMCs and the fucking Gatorades because he is an influencer. He knows how to do it. You know? And T.O.'s been going that route. We can't deny it. Analytics don't lie. T.O. was out here doing body shot challenges, Fortnite dances, backflips. Bro, it's, it's, it, you either want to go outside the box or stay in your little ass box. You could be a one percenter, but I know them Logans ain't. Ain't no way KSI one percent. You think he dropping songs on, on uh, iTunes to do a one percent? Well, I'm sure they're converting... Uh... I don't know, man. Bro, them dudes ain't doing iTunes songs to drop 1%, man. I'm just... He was making full-blown productions. Have you ever watched no, the KSI I mean, rap he, video? Yeah, he had a, a song with Rick Ross. All I'm saying is... Damn. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Rick, I didn't know. Yeah, when he fought... When Damn, he, I wonder how much he paid for that feature. Yo, when he rematched uh, Logan in L.A., I was there. Rick Ross was performing in the ring. Oh, so it probably was not even a pay. Maybe he rocks with him. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know big artists like that, they charging for a feature, bro. But if you walk... I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't I know. Feel, wow. I, I feel like... Sir, I've heard... That's... Yo, I've shout heard, out to... I've heard this from what I'm a lot saying, of artists. See? I've heard from a lot of artists, especially like big ones on that level, they say like they ain't even charging for features at that point. It's, it's only like if they rock with you. And if exactly it, look at London Runs Boxing saying exactly what I'm saying. He said these influencers work hard. KSI just boxed, then straight away promoted his drink and released a new song. They stay in your face all year round. Yeah, that's they, true. They say he got a song with Lil Wayne as well. That's bananas. Wheezy. Brother, you know what that is? That's like resume, bro. bro. Wayne been around 25 years. No, but it's he's still one of the no, Definitely greatest. No, for sure. But that's what Definitely. I'm saying. Like, he, I had my era with Wayne, with Wayne where I was, like, waned out. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a lyricist. You, was it truck? Was it during the truck fit era or before? Truck fit? What the? That was his brand that he had that a lot of people were wearing. Uh, uh, I mean, that I, was, I'm, that was I'm, I'm not like, style. That I'm was more, probably, I'm like, more. 2000s, late 2000s. Oh, I was definitely listening to him back then. Ain't okay. that when he had Lollipop? Yeah. Yep, Hell yep. yeah. He was the man on the streets <laughs> on that time. He destroyed 
that year. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I haven't followed the fashion. Mm. I can only tell you the albums. Like, I rocked with them for this album, this album, this, like that. I got you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, now nah, KSI doing this thing. Yo, it's crazy you brought up Prime because I was telling you how out there... Bro, this shit's like sold out everywhere. People are like reselling empty because bottles of their on, on eBay. Bro. And uh, on top of that... Fuck. On top of that? Oh, the gaming. Yo, he, he does a game. You know, bro, he killing, they killing it on, in all aspects, man. So uh, shout out to them. I just don't know that they're converting... A higher percentage than you, you know, you think, you know. You, and can you check if we got a guest there? You got to realize, um, nobody there, Brandon. Nobody there. There's they have such big following, so it's it's tough, man. I don't... All right, the guest just got here, which is Raquel Miller, pretty beast. So we're gonna take a quick intermission. Don't forget to check out our lead sponsor, Kanichi Beer, over at. KenichiBear.com. Get yourself a set of Hibernation Fives. Danny actually has his in his book bag. Whip them out, Danny. Show, show. They in the bag in the car. <laughs> I swear to you. Horrible it's, promo. It's in the car. We'll be right back. I seen you with him today, so I figured I'd say that and look.
What's up? What's up? Welcome back. And we are joined with our first guest, Raquel Miller, a.k.a. Pretty Beast. Are you there? How are you? Hi. I, I just now heard you. Did you just say? I could all the way hear you at first. Oh, yes. I was just introducing. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. And I was just introducing you to letting the world know we uh, have Raquel Miller, a.k.a. Pretty Beast. And I asked, how are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to have you as we've been having a couple of, uh, you know, super middleweights uh, on this show um, and people in and around your division. We just had uh, Franchon Cruz and Shadeja Green on the show. I know that um, you also are in and around that division and uh, we just wanted to keep it hot, man, you know, talk to you a bit because they both mentioned you um, and you should be mentioned amongst the top of the division yes um I've, I've heard um some of the noise so i came here to you know address anything relation to pretty beasts and you know talk to you guys and say what's going on with me yeah so i see that you fought uh sonia drelling that was actually a girl that uh Shadeja was supposed to fight never got to um how was that experience for yourself um, I don't know, because I can't really remember that fight. So which fight is that? I don't know. Your second, I can't honestly remember that fight. Your second to last? Second um, to last in Costa Mesa? Oh, yeah. Costa Mesa. Oh, yeah. She was tough. Um, yeah, she was tough. Um, we were coming off of a long layoff, but it was definitely a good scrap. Um, she was tough. And yeah, that's that. But I would love to talk about my last fight. Right. Um, because um, I was told last time, someone said, oh, yeah, they were talking about you guys on your show. And they were saying like, you guys said, oh, well, why was she fighting a day pure and um, something of that sort? So um, just to clear it up, um, I wasn't fighting a day pure. And um, well, in my understanding, she wasn't a day pure. Basically, what happened is um, prior to that fight, the girl I was actually supposed to fight a week before that actually had a medical condition. And uh, right after our weigh-ins, the fight got scrapped. So if you guys follow, then you guys would know that, that basically that wasn't the fight that was scheduled to happen. Basically what had happened is the girl had a medical issue and right after we weighed in, the California commission called the fight off. And so that was just pretty much a last minute scrap. It wasn't something that I wanted to do, but trying to stay busy and just kind of keep going. That's kind of what happened with the fight in Costa Rica. But there's never been a situation where I would want to fight a debut. I've been one of the best in the world, even if the world don't know it yet. I've been active for these fights. I've been trying to make it happen. And so it's just like a matter of not being able to have all of the resources available to me, but I never have to prove myself to somebody that's not pretty much on my caliber. I'm ready to fight whoever they put in front of me. So we were at the WBC convention uh, and we were talking, obviously, to the officials there and Marv Nation promoter uh, Marvin Rodriguez. And he wanted to make a WBC final eliminator between you and Shadeja Green. Um, I know they weren't keen on that, so I'm not going to say why didn't it happen. They weren't happy with that because they had felt like they already fought Eliminators um, to fight Franchon versus getting into another one. Uh, that being said, though, do you have... Is Marvin promoting you? Um, so, no, Marvin's not my promoter. Um, I have fought on the Marvin Nation card, but uh, my management team is um, Ken Shears' management team. Um, I have worked with Marv Nation in the past. Um, that's not off the table, but I'm not signed with Marv Nation. And so we've had the conversation about um, fighting green. 
I think she's really talented right now. We're after Fanchon, just like she's after Fanchon. And so I'm pretty sure this year we're definitely going to meet up. We actually got offered a fight to fight her in February, but we were already scheduled to fight um, next month in, well, not next month, but March um, in Mexico in Monterey against, I believe her name is um, Angelica Flores for the WBC International. Pretty much trying to get in line to fight Fanchon. Wait, so they offered you... They offered you Shadeja for this February fight and right now, the Saturday? So they called me. That's what I'm telling you. They called me about, I think it was like um, two, two, three weeks ago or so. And they were asking, were we interested in the fight? But we were already scheduled to fight on March 11th or March 10th, actually, now in Monterey, Mexico. Now, so that's how that I, I got to sure press, we'll Raquel. To I got to press here press. because... Wouldn't that be a bigger opportunity with Shadeja Green? For she got the silver title, she is next. I don't and no I'm disrespect the, for the WBC. No, no disrespect. No, but I'm I, fighting the WBC. Like I said, we were already signed with a contract. So what do you want me to do? Cancel the contract for a bigger fight? Yeah, that's that's kind of what um, that's Hank Lundy works. just did. No, you must. Well, I'm not Hank Lundy, so I'm not about to cancel a fight that's already scheduled with well, my management team. There's already tickets in place. There's already contracts in place. That's not how it works. So I'm pretty sure we'll meet up this year. It's already on the collision course. Um, we're trying to get that Franchon fight. Franchon says she's interested in fighting us. So that's what we're actually keeping our eye on. And I'm pretty sure whatever needs to happen to make that happen, we're going to do it. So you believe that, and again, this is no disrespect, but you believe that you can somehow jump the silver? Like, how how would she not be next? Like, like I said. So, like I said, I don't know how the rankings work, but I'm pretty sure. I thought I was ranked above green, but I'm not 100% sure. I need to go check the rankings. But like I said, I'm speaking on my team. My team was talked to Franchine team. They said they want to fight us. So, oh, I don't wow. know what you heard. I don't know about none of that. I just know that Franchine said that they're interested in fighting us. So, that's what we're doing, getting in line for. So, what's going to happen? We'll see. But I'm telling you what my team told me. So No, that's, that's no great. respect to whatever you heard, but that's what I'm telling you is what we're working on, Franchine and team. Said they'll fight us. They're ready for it. So that's what we're working towards. No, um, I believe that something like that could happen because Franchon is the champion. So if she gets a voluntary, she can offer that voluntary to whoever she wants. Uh, so if she told you that, I guess it's based off that. But in terms of uh, we were both at the convention, me and my co-host, and uh, yeah, Shadeja's been called as the mandatory and she got the silver belt. So it would be kind of a Dillian White situation, which was very popular, uh, where he was the mandatory that allegedly never got his shot and the whole 600 days came about. But yeah, a fight with you and Franchon, I'm still down for that. What do you think about uh, that I mean, fight? Me? Yeah, you yeah. Said, well, I think you're asking your co-host. I'm asking I'm you, what do you think Franchon about I have it? Been on, Franchon and I have been on Team USA for years. We've fought numerous times in amateurs, so I think it's only right for us to settle the score. You know, mm. and finish it because, like I said, we've been around the block a bunch of times. We fought a bunch of times in the amateurs, so I think it's only right, and I think it's a great fight. Um, I'm excited just for that opportunity or whatever opportunity comes. I'm excited for it, but I think it's actually going to happen, and I'm ready to go show the world who I am. It's been like really, really challenging um, within my boxing career. Just a lot of the stuff behind the scenes that a lot of people, such as yourselves, aren't really privileged to that information because we're not able to really share it. We've had to sign. NDAs and things of that sort. So I don't get to really talk about it as much, but I'm hoping that this year is the year that it actually gets to happen because of the bunch of fights that I would love to have. Raquel, just to be clear, you are 
Because I put up the, I did pull up the rankings because I was just curious on that as well. Because the convention was like two months ago, so I couldn't remember who, you know, uh, where you fell and where Shadeja fell. But they have you ranked at middleweight. They don't even have you ranked at super middleweight right now. You are fighting super oh, middleweight, oh. right? Yes, I'm gonna fight super middleweight. My next fight, I'll be fighting at 168. Okay, just making sure, cause uh, yeah. yeah so just... I don't know, but um. I'm pretty sure I am ranked at super middleweight as well. Yeah, no, I'm... Um, so I don't know which ranking are you looking at, but I know I'm ranked at super middleweight as well. Yeah, I mean, I just went to their website, uh, but we were just, like I like he said, we were just at the convention. We saw you ranked at super middleweight. Um, I just couldn't remember where, so when I went to go check, I noticed that they had you at middleweight and not uh, super middle. Yeah, so I don't know why, because they should be having me ranked at super middleweight as well, because my last fight was at super middleweight. My last two fights were actually at super middleweight. Right, that's so, why. But I'm open to going back to middleweight as well, so, but I don't know why it's ranked like that. Like I said, I should be ranked at 168 too. I feel that when you were fighting uh, at middleweight, at least from the outside looking in, it seemed like you made the weight comfortable. Um, is that safe to say? And how open are you to going back down? I'm definitely open to going back um, down to 160. Um, we basically weren't able to get some of the fights that we wanted. So we're just going to see what we can get at 168 and see what happens there. But I'm definitely open to going back to 168. I've also fought at 154, but I don't really see myself going back to 154. But I definitely will be open to fighting 60 and 68. I did want to ask about that 54-pound fight because obviously... Uh... Alma Ibarra took on the undisputed champ, Jessica McCaskill. And, uh, excuse me, I got to bring it up because I told my audience, bet McCaskill by knockout because we seen Ibarra sparring. So you went the decision 10 rounds. So I wanted to know, do you think she was fresher then? Because she was undefeated then. And what was the circumstances? I did not see the fight. Unfortunately, you know, women's boxing is just now starting to really get popping. This fight happened in 2019. I, I figured the weight yeah. cut because I, I remember I remember um the highlights of that fight and I just remember thinking to myself the weight cut because I feel like all your fights before that were at 160, Raquel, or am I mistaken? Yep, so all of my fights before that was at 160. Um, we actually, that was the last minute fight. So we got the fight because Hannah Gabriel had gotten injured. So she was supposed to fight Ibarra, but she got injured. And so basically... I was able to get the opportunity, but I feel like I had like, I think a little bit um, under three weeks to get ready. Um, so we didn't have like, obviously, like a lot of time to cut the weight. Um, but I still think to take nothing from a bra, she was tough. She moved a lot during that fight. Um, we had definitely had us a, a time making weight. Um, but I think she's tough. I think that the um, McGaskill stoppage was um, premature. I think that McGaskill fights um, pretty rugged, and I don't think that it was really a just stoppage, but it is what it is. And you know, it's not going to take from a bar because I think she's tough. Um, I would have liked to have some more engagement in our fight. But anyway, a win is a win. Raquel, um, you know, we asked you about going down and obviously you're talking about your fight at 54. Um, and you've talked about, uh, you know, willing to go down to 60. But by any chance, would you have gotten any offers for a fight at heavyweight or uh, 175 in the women's no. division? So I wouldn't fight at heavyweight. It's just too big of a weight class for me, and I haven't gotten any offers to fight a heavyweight. But 
I'm really not interested in fighting a heavyweight either. So to piggyback off him, what are your thoughts of the heavyweight Hannah Gabriels coming down allegedly to face Franchon Cruz is what Cruz told us here on the show. I think that's a great fight. I think that Hannah, I don't even really understand like why Hannah was fighting at um, heavyweights. Probably just a situation where how we are at women boxing. We don't really have as many opportunities that we got to bounce around in the weight classes. But I think that's a great fight. I think that um, he's a natural, more him seems a better way for her to fight at 60, probably at 68. So I'm pretty sure it'll be a good fight. It's a good scrap. And if they do make it happen, I'm excited. And I'm like, yo, I want next. Hannah and Gabriel and I were supposed to fight in December of um, 2020. And unfortunately, um, the fight got scrapped, but we were actually um, had contracts signed. And we're at camp for like a month and a half before the fight got scrapped. So I would love that opportunity too. Damn, it sounds like a lot of your fights got scrapped. Raquel has... Man. has has Eddie Hearn and Matchroom ever reached out, especially with the push that they have yes, made in women's boxing? So they have. They have, actually. Um, Eddie reached out to me, um, I want to say, in 2021. And right at that time, I guess it was like a transition with um, Savannah. But we were actually in conversation about fighting Savannah. But unfortunately, Savannah went to, I forget the other um, UK promoter at that time. Yes, and that kinda, boxer. That boxer. fight kind of went left. But um, yeah, so um, Eddie, Eddie did hit me up. We were in conversations about making that. Marshall fight happened, but unfortunately, um, that but not, she went to boxer. Yeah. Damn, I, I would have hoped that, uh, I mean, we've seen him obviously uh, reach out to many women a lot here in America. I was hoping, I mean, that's that's one fight. I was hoping he'd be like, yo, Raquel, let's three fight deal. Boop, boop, boop. This so the, you know, this the that plan. That would be a great opportunity, but if you look at the... Um, Eddie, what's his name? Eddie Hearn's stable. He doesn't have a lot of middleweight women. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of women in my weight class at the same time. So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, like, I don't right. try to cry over spill milk. They it, lost you know, all it is of them. It is. I try to, yeah, so it's like, I'm pretty sure had that been a situation where he had more middleweight women, it would have been an easier situation to kind of make what, happen because what, he had to fight spare for me. What about, um, I'm just curious, have you had any contact with, uh, Jake Paul and MVP Promotions, who has worked with numerous different promoters and networks and have done great things for women's sports. Just signed Shadeja. Um, and Amanda got That's her awesome. first seven-figure... Amanda got her first seven-figure payday, you know, uh, from, you know, that fight that Jake got her with, uh, Katie. No, but that's awesome. And I think that it's like, it's really, really amazing to see women finally getting the pay, paydays that they actually deserve because, you know, we're putting in the work just like anybody else. But I haven't spoken to them, but I love what they're doing for boxing as a whole. You know what I'm saying? I really like that they're making it happen and they're going their own route. And it's like the times are changing with like the old promoters are kind of like phasing out and people are, you know, stepping up and making stuff happen themselves. And there's a lot of new people on the block, you know, like BLK Prime and different promoters. So I'm definitely open to those opportunities as well, but I haven't spoken to them directly, no. No. Now, uh, obviously, your main focus is you, your career, um, your progression. But with the success and and the spotlight that women's boxing had, specifically last year with uh, the ladies in New York and then in London as well, uh, do you think that or would you hope for one of your big fights this year to land on a big card like uh, 
we had those yes, last that's year. That's what every fighter is hoping. That's that's what every fighter, especially myself, like you know, like I've been in the game for for years. I've been, you know, a standout amateur. I've been on Team USA, you know. So it's just like, of course, that's what every fighter, of course, including myself, you know. Shout out to my best friend Tierra Brown. It's like we've had really, really trying situations with um, promoters and managers, and you know, COVID and things of that sort. So I think that this time, I, mean, I think that in this season, it's our season. You know, it's just like it's been so many times like my fans have wanted to see fights happen. You know, they haven't got to see me on the grand stage yet. So I think it's just like um, only a matter of time before it happens. And I'm really, really um, excited that this year will be the year. So, um, again, nothing I say is with disrespect, but uh, I am stirring the pot. I don't know if you watched this weekend's fight with Anthony Yard and Arthur Betterbeef, but Earl Spence... Uh, had something to say, you know, and he was like, um, Father Time, help me here. Is undefeated. Is undefeated, and eventually Better mm -hmm. Beef has to look his age in the ring. I got to bring it up because you're one year younger than Better Beef at 37, and yeah, he was 38. So I don't got time to be playing around. Like, you know, so like this is probably going to be like last year that I'm actually competing. You know, really? like I got other things to do. I got a business. I got a nonprofit organization. I got other shit to do with my life. So I'm not about to keep playing around forever. So this is it? Yeah. Wait, 12 you know? months? What, yeah. When's so, the clock up for you? Know, you know, maybe a year and a half, you know, like maybe a year and a half. But I don't got time to play with these people. Like, you know, like I don't make big money from boxing yet. And, you know, that is my goal. But, you know, I got a business. Give me one second. You guys, can, can I please be on the interview? Sorry. No can, can I please? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I don't got time to be waiting around. So... You know, I'm giving this year everything I got and hopefully the fall, you know, the cards fall into place. But I don't got time to be waiting for these girls. Like, we've been waiting for a call from Clarissa. And I ain't got time to wait for them. I got stuff to do in my life. So if it don't happen, it don't happen. But it is what it is. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be ready and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But I ain't got time to play with these people. I'm going to get money and live my life regardless. But I know who I am. The only person I got something to prove to is to myself. But if they give me that call, I'm stepping up. But I ain't about to play around and wait forever either. Now, I understand it's very unfortunate because, you know, I, I've been following your career for a while and you're right. You know, you deserve an opportunity. It's been a long time and you would figure you would have gotten it by now with, with, with women's boxing on the rise, especially in and around your division. It's, like, well, why why did you never get a fight with Maricela Conejo? She seems to have fought everyone. Yeah. No? <laughs> well, man, I just like, you know... Talk to us, champ. I feel I feel like you. She's I with she's I, with she's know, with Jose I, Benavidez I, I Senior now. I try to just like um, I, I try to just like you know give people their flowers, but we've tried. We've called the Christina Hammers. You know, like we've been on call with a lot of these girls. We've tried. Uh, I I be like, you know what, you guys? I don't know. Do you ask Panejo? We've asked Panejo to fight her several times. Um, I actually tried to get Eddie Hearn to kind of give us an opportunity, but Panejo turned it down and Hammer turned it down. And y'all be sick and tired of it. Just like a lot of people got a lot of stuff to say, but it's like behind the scenes, it don't be really what it turned out to be. And I just kind of like, you know, it is what it is. It's, with you know, with you saying twelve, a lot of people be saying a lot, but. When it's time for the contracts, I have yet to get any that, contract from any, you know what I'm saying, top girl. Have you ever been in a mandatory... So what y'all want me to do? <laughs> have you ever been <laughs> in a... What me to do? I mean, I think that the only thing to do is go the rankings route. Have you ever been the mandatory? And, and if not, why not? That's that's the next... That's like pretty much the next thing. So 
Hannah and I were actually, I was the mandatory for Hannah. But unfortunately, like, you know, from your side, you guys don't really understand how stuff works. You know, Hannah got stripped of the um, title. It was given to Shields. And they fought, I think her name was Dakari in Flint. You know what I'm saying? Like, the boxing game is a strange, shady business, you guys. Yeah, speaking, and, speaking you know, of... I wish I had all of the answers, but uh, I don't. So I was the mandatory for her. That was supposed to happen. Shields could have gave me that opportunity. We could have made it happen and quieted all the noise, but... I never got that call, so yeah. So I don't know. You know, people be having opportunities, but I ain't got that call, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, that's gonna be the pretty much the only opportunity that I probably get is putting myself in position to be a mandatory to be able to get a title shot. Um, speaking of Clarissa, I you know I remember you calling for that fight. I want to say like 2019, 2020. With you saying you only have 12 to 18 months left. Do you have any hope yeah, of that fight That's like, happening? yes. I mean, yeah. She be talking all this shit about me all the time. You always got something to say about me. And like, lately, I haven't even really been just like, you know, pressing. I just been grinding. I just been handling my business. But it's like, you got so much to say about me. You got the belts. You got the opportunity. What's up? You said you could beat me. You got to, you know what I'm saying, put me in my place. No, let's show me. You know what I'm saying, pull up on me. What's up? Send the contract. <laughs> let's make it happen because it's been a lot of conversation. It's been a lot of talking. And it's just like, you know, what's up? I took um, 20, like majority of 2021. Um, unfortunately, I had a loss. Um, I lost my mom in 2021. So that was just like a really, really like rough space for me. And so, um, and then I had to fight to get out of a contract. And then I had to, you know, switch up a lot on my team and pretty much clean out house. So I didn't really get to be active in 2021 because of some of the things that happened in 2020. But um, 2022, we just didn't get those calls. And so it's like, okay, well, if you're talking about me, then put your money where your mouth is, put the opportunity on the table, let's go get it. Let's run it up. You got a title, I want to fight you. So that's for everybody (laughs) in my division, around my division. If you got a title, I want to fight you. My manager is Ken Shears management team. They're only a phone call away. So what's happening? Raquel, um, I'm just curious. Many women have said that women's boxing um, is definitely headed in the direction that it needs to be. But for an individual like yourself who has had success but hasn't got those opportunities, you know, you might say different. What do you think needs to change in order for women's boxing to get to where you think it should be? I just think that I do love the fact that women are probably getting opportunities. Women are headlining shows. You know, like, I, I'm just really excited to see it, uh, even if I haven't gotten opportunities. I feel like it's a great space. I really think that um, promoting ourselves better and getting promoters that understand that it's not about women fighters. It's just about fighting. And if you give us the platform like Dana White has given women in the UFC with just an equal platform, promote us equally, you know, let people know who we are to where it's just like when we get on that shape on that stage and it's time to shine, our fans are already know who we are. And so I think that that's what it is. And so um, once I actually hang up my gloves, I'll probably start working in behind the scenes to really help a lot of women because some women are getting opportunities, but there's still a bunch of women such as Tierra Brown, you know, like she's been on the kind of the same high, um, situation as me where it's like you know we've had all the accolades we've had you know the experience but we still haven't been given those type of opportunities to fight for those titles and so you know it's a really sad situation where we know we're some of the best in the world we haven't even got to really show the world our skills at that point so my hope is that 
we're promoted equally. And then we're given slots on shows that's not just one slot. But, you know, give us a couple of slots because you see when men fight, and they're not always like the best fights, but they're getting those opportunities. They're getting those TV spots. So I think promoting us equally and giving us more slots on cards and really um, pushing for the mandatories to fight each other. It's like, I can't go and, you know, make these fight happens. I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm not a manager. I'm not a promoter. You know, I don't have the opportunities if I don't have the major platform behind me. So, you know, I just really feel like the best fighting the best is really elevating us and hopefully it keeps happening. What do you think has to be done from the woman's perspective, from the fighter's perspective? What 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 do you think uh, can be done better? Because, like, I can tell you a million things about the guys that I feel like they can do better. Um, what do you think the uh, women fighters can do better to promote themselves and get themselves out there more? Um, I definitely think just really pushing, probably being at the fights, being at the shows, being really, you know, available and not available, but just being really active on social media and just kind of really pushing your brand and pushing yourself to be promoted to whereas people are really um, excited to come and see you. They're willing to pay for those tickets because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, tickets sell. If you got ticket sales and you got people behind you that want to see you fight that'll pay, I feel like that will really kind of push us over to the next level. So I'm really hoping that myself included really just work on promoting ourselves. And it's a really challenging thing because a lot of times as a fighter, you think that if you get in the ring and you get busy and you just box and you, you know, say handle your business, that the opportunities will come because you're moving up in the ranks. But that's not really how it works. And this is a business and the marketing is a big opportunity, is a big thing and kind of promoting yourself and your brand. So hopefully it's a situation where we're promoting ourselves better Given, getting that access, like giving visibility, and then that turns into more ticket sales and more opportunities. I was just going to ask, when's the last time you were at a fight? I'm curious. Um, um, So usually I'm pretty good at going to fights. Like, I usually go to the fight, you know, at least, um, hold on one second, got tea. Can you please, could you you help me please tell daddy be quiet? (laughs) Thank you. Sorry. But, um, I haven't been to no fights this year. I'm definitely, you know, I've been in camp, so I didn't have time to actually go to no fights. But I try to be present at the fights that I can make and I go to. Like, I went to the New York City to see the ladies, um, Katie Taylor and French Allen and fight. And I go to a lot of the men's fights and stuff like that, too. So the fights that I can make, I'm definitely showing up and I'm going to the fights, for sure. But yeah. I could do a lot better with being active on social media and stuff like that. Yes. I remember, I think I bumped into you at the... Uh... Earl Mikey fight. Did you go to that? In Dallas, Cowboy Stadium? I did. I did yeah. go to that fight. Yep. So, so that fight. Yeah, I did go to that fight. My other co-host at the time, Enrique, mm. we had parked right behind you. I don't know if you remember that uh, because he, I mean, you should remember him because he was dying to hug you and take a picture with you. So I don't know <laughs> if you remember immediately getting out that car. It was three guys that recognized that you were a remember. boxer and that was me and Enrique and another person. So I bumped into you at that. Yeah, I sure. do remember. Yes. And thank you guys. But I do actually try to go and I, and I, you know, support the fighters and I go to the fights. Um, so and I'll definitely be um, on hand at a lot of the fights this year that I can make. Well, but I try to since you sp- I try to support the fighters. Yeah. Since you're speaking of females and the promotion, what's your thoughts on Ebony Bridges and how she promoted herself and, 
has been able to really rise through the rankings, got two world title shots, and became a champion in a whole lot less time than normal women? Um, I think that she's beautiful. I think that um, a lot of people are, you know, mad at her for wearing her, her lingerie and stuff like that. But to me, it's like you're a beautiful woman. You work hard for your body. She can actually fight. So I, I'm not mad at her at all. Um, I think that she's doing a great job at marketing herself. I think she's beautiful. And I think she looks good in her lingerie when she's wearing in, which makes it easier to make weight. So why not? Do you do you think um, that more women should try to do that? Because it, it, it's been like mixed conversations, right? Like we, I, I forgot who we was interviewing and she no. took a stance. She she was like, I would not be in. Oh, and yes. I'm like, oh, my and, bad. And the very next day we had uh, Mari Cornejo on the show and she was on the opposite <laughs> side. You know, she's like, I understand marketing. I understand. And I don't want to put words on, in her mouth, but basically she was... Uh, you know, she understood it and uh, why women do it and how important it can be. So, I mean, she she herself, that's when she opened up with us. Cornejo yeah, yes. told us, like, pre-removing uh, her breast, she obviously got a lot more attention and opportunities. And then she had to remove her breast because of mobility, she says. She just didn't feel right. And uh, those opportunities probably aren't really there anymore. But she is with... Jose Benavidez Sr. now, so... Yes. And she had a fight scheduled yeah, in no, Dubai. Yeah, I would love to fight her. <laughs> I would love to fight more Canelo because we've had this little ongoing thing. But anyhow, I actually, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I think that you should do whatever you feel comfortable with. But um, I myself, like, you know, I go on vacation all the time and I post my bikini pics. You know, I got a lot of fans and supporters that are men that think, you know, that I'm pretty or attractive. And I think that it's, um, it's a business. And I think that seeing women that are attracted that can actually fight is a good selling point. And whether we want to be honest about it or not, how you look plays a part. And, you yep. know, if you can make money off of it and you can capitalize off of it and you understand that that is the nature of the business, don't nobody want to really see girls fight that don't really look, you know what I'm saying, that look like boys. That's just the truth. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. And that's one of our strong suits, that we can be attractive, that we can fight, that we can, you know, like the Ebony girl, she can be lady, she can put on that lingerie, but she can still go out there and she, you know what I'm saying, she kicking butt, she taking names. And so I think that if you, you know, want to sell up your sex appeal and show that you're a beautiful woman and that you still handle business, why not? And this is not to take anything away from women that feel like they don't have to be sexy. Do whatever you feel. But I'm not hating on nobody. If it's working for you and it's making money for you, and you feel like you're not, you know, compromising who you are, then do it. And for me, I, that's always been a selling point. Like, my fight name is Pretty Beast because it's always been a situation where people will see me and not think that I'm an actual fighter, but I am. And I'm actually grinding and I'm actually, you know, putting in the work, but I'm still a woman. I'm still going to put on my heels and I'm still put on my, you know, sexy outfits and things of that sort when it's time to go out and have fun and look nice. And I think that that's one of my superpowers as a, as you should. Yeah, as you should. And I mean, the phrase has been around since the 80s, sex sells. Um, it's just not everybody uses it. Like you said, it's uh it's up to the person. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's the truth. And you know, and it is what it is, but it doesn't take away from it being the truth just because a lot of people are, aren't comfortable with it. But like, why are we mad at Ebony for wearing some lingerie when we weigh in with our underwear on anyway. So, 
<laughs> what's the difference? Because it's sexier than what you feel comfortable with. Like she ain't got to prove nothing to nobody but to herself. I will she say she was good. She worked hard as hell for that body. So why can't she wear what she want to wear? I will say though, um, I, I can't say we because then I would be generalizing. So I'll say me. I did love watching Ann Wolf and Christy Martin, and you know they weren't the uh, pretty beasts and you know Alicia Bumgarners of the world, but it's what they brought to the table. So fighting still they were super it matters. Talented. It matters. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you're good, I don't really care fighting how you matters. look. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how yeah, good you it look. It definitely matters. Because the look's yeah, only going to get you so far, too. Away. Yeah. If you can't fight, you just can't fight. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So it's like, you don't matter how you look. You could be, you know what I'm saying, really masculine. You could be really feminine. But if you get there, you can't fight. Don't nobody care. But, you know what I'm saying? There's a lane for everybody. And if you feel comfortable in that space, do that. And if she feels comfortable <laughs> over there, then do that. But as long as you get in there, you know how to fight. Like, it don't matter. I can look however I want to look, but I know I know how to fight. So, and I know I'm going in and handle my business. So, you know. And I like seeing the pretty girls fight. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I just see them and I'm like, oh, she look cute. And I be looking at their hair and I don't know. I'm a female. So when I see it, and then when they get in there, they be scrapping. I'll be like, okay, I'll be hyped up. Who, and they just look pretty to me. Who, and I like that. Who do you really enjoy watching? Um, I like I really enjoy watching uh, Alicia Bumgarner. Um, I just love how she carries herself. I think that she's really pretty. You know, what I'm saying I think that she has a lot of stage presence. So I've been excited for her lately. I'm excited for a fight. I think she's gonna fight in like a week or so. She fights this um, week. So I'm yeah. excited to see her. Yeah, so I'm excited. But she's somebody I've been having my eye on, and I just like to see her glow up. And I'm just excited for her. Do you feel she should give Michaela Mayer that rematch just based yes. off? Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. She should absolutely give Michaela that rematch because it was a really, really close fight. It could have went either way. And I feel like she should give Michaela that rematch. I think that, you know, they should settle the score and they should have a rematch. I think so. I would have gave it to her. We but, see, you know, we see, a, we but see, I oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Uh, I was saying, uh, we see, uh, you know, rappers and artists come out with the guys all the time. I think it'd be really dope to get, uh, you know, a female artist to bring one of you guys out to the fights. I think that would be uh, not just great cross promotion, but just amazing for women's boxing to, uh, you know, get that shine. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody makes that happen. Yeah, and it's a lot of women out here doing their thing right now and, who, and rapping. So who would that'd you, be super dope. Who would you have uh, walk you out? Who would I like? Ah, good question. Especially right now, you got, uh, you got to think about what what you've been what you've been playing lately. When you get in the car with your girl, you know what I'm saying? Like right now, who <laughs> who would walk you out? Uh, you know what? I will honestly say I listen to a lot of old school music, though. I don't really listen to a lot of the new music, but I just recently heard um her name is. Lady London or something like that. Lady. I think that's her name. But she was really dope to me. I think that's her name. But she was dope. And then okay. I just recently heard the Lola Brooks. I think that um I would definitely have Megan walk me out. I just heard a crazy song from Megan. So yeah, I would pick Megan. If I had to have somebody walk me out right now, I would pick Megan. Stop. Yo, Lady yeah. London is fire. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, that's her I'm, name. Yes. Yeah. So she's dope. I I'm, old, I'm older than y'all. So... Is Ice Spice not popping more than both them girls? Hell nah. Really? Hell nah. I feel like she, nah, I'm, 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 not even, I'm not you. even into that nah, music, nah, 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 but nah. I feel like she's always on my timeline. Nah, but bro, I feel like they talk about Drake like 
flying her out as much as they talk about her actual music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, she's definitely popping, though. And she's fire. She got her own swag. What you think about it, uh, Raquel? Um, I think she's pretty. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I think she's pretty. I think that um, she has a nice body, but she wouldn't be walking me out. What about I'm Cardi B? Um, to walk me out. I think Cardi B is dope. I would. I definitely got Cardi B on my playlist, and I definitely would not let Cardi B walk me out. So, but it got to be a lady that's actually fitting, that's gonna rap a song that I actually get hyped off of and make me want to go and, you know, what I'm saying, knock somebody out. And so, you know, get up ten by Cardi B, or you know, what I'm saying Megan Thee Stallion. They got some songs that actually make you be like, wait a minute. You know, I'm about to tie my hair up and go handle this business. So it's got to be somebody that I really relate to what they're talking about. You just can't be cute because being cute, not enough. So, like I said, I've been following you for a while. So I don't know. So I want to ask: Have you ever trained with Bud? Um, no. Well, yes and no. <laughs> um, I know Bud. Me and Bud is cool. Um, and I have trained with Bud before, but not like a full-on training kind form. But I've actually like trained under um, Bo Mack and them as one of their fighters. No, but as me and Bud, cool people. Um, yes, have I been to their gym? And stuff like that, yes. Like that, they am to my people's, yes. Okay. But I've never actually like trained with them as in them being my coaches. So he never got but to give you. I've rock with them. He never got to A give Charlie you like horse? advice and stuff like that on like, yo, you should be doing no, it. this. No, this fool give me Charlie horses because he's crazy. But um, <laughs> no, not all like that. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy. But no, not like, not like, not all like that. No, but we cool. Like we good people. When I see him, like that's my people's and stuff. You know, like, but it's all love there. So you wanted to get her oh, thoughts yes. on the card. This weekend, um, big, it's not a woman's card, but it is uh, definitely majority women on the card. And just wanted your thoughts really quick before we let you go. Um, Amanda Serrano going down to featherweight to face uh, undisputed champ Erica Cruz. Uh, your thoughts on that? Um, I wish Erica Cruz would give my my bestie Tierra Brown a shot, but um, I'm I'm excited for the fight. Um, I think that Serrano is doing her thing, and she's definitely making some moves and actually getting to the bag. And so hopefully that keeps opening up the doors. But I don't see um, Cruz getting past Serrano. Uh, Bumgarner is getting her shot at undisputed facing Ellen McCallit. Tierra Brown from DC. You talking about? The, uh, she lives in Florida um, now. She's is actually it... from Mount yeah. The cop, she's right? She's not from D.C. So she's from, yes. So she's from Fort Myers, but she used to train under, um, she used to train Ford. in D.C. Yeah. And was a police, yeah, but she's from Fort Myers, yes. Yeah. And she's, like I said, it's like a lot of women that are really talented that haven't gotten to get opportunities. And, you know, it's like if you're not aligned with certain promoters, if you're not aligned with certain managers and people, sometimes you really just don't be having opportunities to those, um, you don't have access to those type of fights. and. You want to, and you you hoping for them, but yeah, it's a shady, interesting sport for boxing. So it's not all about your accomplishments. Definitely, it's who you know. Definitely an interesting sport, yeah. uh, for sure. But uh, your thoughts on Alicia Bumgarner getting her shot at undisputed, um, facing Ellen? I'm excited for her. I don't I don't know the lady who she's um, fighting. She looks tough, but I don't know her, and I've never seen her fight. But I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna tune in to support the ladies. And then have I'm curious, have you ever um seen Ramla Ali? 
I love her. So I have seen her. I do follow her. She is just like such a sweetheart and beautiful young lady. So um, I'm excited. She's going to be on the card. She's, I didn't know that. She's, oh, I'm definitely tuning in. I yes. love her. She's she, dope. She's so on she's the card. She's definitely representing and then, are you familiar hey, with Sky her. Nicholson? She's a featherweight from Australia under Matchroom 5 and 0. Um, I've seen her fight here in San Diego. She fought on one of the um, shows here in San Diego. So I was excited. I'm excited for all the ladies. I don't know her like that, but I'm super excited to see Ali. Like, I can't wait to see her. So I didn't even know she's on the undercard. So I'm definitely tuning in and turning her up. So I'm excited about that. And then... um. Shadeja Green facing uh, Eileen Sederus. Your thought on that one? That's, uh, I think, is going to be oh, a good one. I got to check. Oh, it's going to be a lot of women on this call. I'm definitely checking this out. So I definitely, definitely am going to sit down with my girls and we're going to, um, you know, support the ladies. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I don't know the other girl either. So I got to go check her out and go see if I could do some more film. So Sederus, you've seen her fault. That's who Fran Sean fought in New York. Uh, on that card. Oh, that's oh, I definitely feel like I think that um Green will get that decision, but I think that Seta Roos Seta Roos fought um Napoleon before too, right? Yes. Isn't that her? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. the one that upset so Napoleon on Showtime. I remember. I seen that fight. I was there at that fight. So I think that's gonna be a good fight. Um and I think that hopefully she, you know, has a better corner this time in her corner because last time her corner was not the greatest in um, New York. So hopefully she got that together. But there's going to be some great fights. I'm excited for the ladies. So I just wanted to double back, make sure you was uh, standing on that. Or just like you saying decision? Um, For those two? For Green versus Seta Roos. Um, I mean, she's never been knocked out. She's never been knocked out. And she fought Sean and Napoleon. <laughs> and and Hermes. And I haven't really seen... You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but Green is a hard puncher. She got a bunch of knockouts, so I'm not all the way. I don't really know. I don't have. I don't know. You I know, think it's gonna be a good fight. I think know. Green is gonna get the uh, get the win, but I don't know how it's gonna come. I don't know exactly how. I think that um, Seta Roos is tough. You know, so I don't know. You know, she stopped your next opponent in the first, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew they fought, but I didn't know that she stopped in the first. So that's exciting stuff. Okay. I'm, and, and, and the only reason I say that is because uh, people like the guy next to me, you know, they compare like, oh, she fought so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, like when Tank fought Barrios, Tank stopped him, Keith Thurman fights him next, and then goes to, to mm -hmm. decisions. So there's always, you know, people that talk about I mean, I didn't want Keith to take that fight because you got a featherweight and he's got Barrios doing flips around the ring. You know what I mean? Now, you're a welterweight, and if you don't do that, people are going to think, and he's one of my favorite fighters. Like, legit, before he lost, I'm quoted out here to my heat the next Floyd, and that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't but want it, that fight boxing, for him. And every, but Styles makes fights. And so, it's just like, you can compare, but it's like, how this person, excuse me, fought that person, it's all different. You might see somebody fight this person. It's not that exciting. But they're a really exciting fighter. That style matchup just wasn't what you thought it was going to be. So I think that people have to fight. They fight. You know, go in there with your game plan and do what you need to do. Um, try to make it as, of course, if you can make it early night for yourself, then do so. But don't go out here trying to, you know, live up to somebody else's hype or somebody else's standard because it's you that got to be in there. You got to go handle your business. So. Whatever it takes to get that win, get that win. If you can get that knockout, 
get that knockout. But go in there and fight your fight. My last one is... That's what I do. My last <laughs> one is, uh, do you feel like you need to beat someone that Clarissa specifically deems worthy in order for her to not walk away without I'm giving not. you your shot? Man, if you don't quote, so you say, you should be willing to fight anybody that want to fight you. So I was like, I ain't got shit to prove to you. But you say you can beat me. You talking all of this stuff. Send that contract then. Why should I have to prove something? You said you would fight me for nothing. You said you would fight me without a title. And then it turned around and say, oh, she got to get a title. So which one is it? But if you can beat me and you say you this and that, then let's prove it. Where did that back and forth stem from? Um, We got a long history. So, you know, of course, a lot of the women like in boxing, a lot of times, especially a lot of women, women on top, we've all been on Team USA together. We've all fought several times in amateurs. We've all been, you know, teammates and roommates and things of that sort. And so... A lot of times people got their own problems and insecurities within themselves and they try to project that on you. So Clarissa made up this whole, you know, issue in her head about me not liking her. That ain't never been the case, but that's, you know I'm saying, water under the bridge, what's happening? What's up? Because I ain't about to be here all day and all night, you know what I'm saying? But like, if you say what you say, you can beat me, you can show me, and you're going to show me. So you are saying you have fought her in the amateurs? Yeah, so you guys didn't do your research on this? Like, nah, yeah. nah. How many times? How many times y'all fought? Yeah, yeah, we fought We fought three times in amateurs, and then we actually went to... Um, wait, wait, wait. You can't just say you fought three... Her. You can't just say you fought three times oh, without yeah, telling so we us fought, who... We fought three times. Oh, no, no, she got the decision. So we fought All two three? split decisions, and we... Yeah. Yes, yes. And so, you know, I'm not afraid to say, oh, they robbed me, but... You go do the history. You know what I'm saying? The, the, it, it speaks for itself. I don't got to do no talking about it because I'm not a person that makes excuses for myself. I just go handle business. But, you know what I'm saying? Definitely a lot of controversy there, but it is what it is. But that's the past. This is the present. You know what I'm saying? All we can do is work on the future. So, so if she really want to fight me, the ball's on our court. All she got to do is send the contract. What's the story with Fran Sharon done? Have you also sparred and fought her? And French and I? Yes. So, we, like I said, we've all been on Team USA numerous times. French and I have fought three times, too. Wow. So, we fought. A lot of us have fought the Olympic trials. But me and French and I fought three times, too. And me and French and I are 2-1. I got two and she got one. Oh, wow. So, that's why you want her, huh? You feel... is it, I want whoever they put... Whoever they got a title. It ain't even about that. Because that's the amateurs. It's the pros. It's a different mm. game. It's a different style of fighting. So, it's just like, that's water under the bridge. I want to prove I'm the best. I've been wanting to prove that. So it's like, I'm the best. The world just don't know it yet. So it's like, I get the opportunity and I get to finally show who Raquel Miller is. But if you know, you know. And now I think is I want to fight whoever got the title. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter if it's her or her. You got a title, I want to fight you. Uh, can I take you back to that Franchon Alejandra Jimenez fight? What was your thoughts on that? All the controversy, and but the actual fight though. Outside of the, I mean, obviously, I want your thoughts on the controversy because she tested positive. But the actual fight, what did you think of it at that time? I mean, but can you really, you know, what I'm saying, assess the fight if she tested dirty? You know, what I'm saying, what the fight had been the fight if she wasn't on whatever she was on. So um, I thought that um, it was a sloppy fight, but it was an interesting. You know, said it was an okay fight. I thought that Franchine gassed out, but um, and I thought that. Jimenez, that's how you say her name. I thought that um, she was decent, but I also feel like if you're cheating, you're cheating. And I'm not about to, you know, critique a performance when you were cheating. 
Mm. So stop cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that doesn't work. And it was kind of really like um, shady how they tried to really strip French honor those titles when that shouldn't have been the case. If you tested dirty, you cheating, you should not be able to be the champion. And the person who fought you should be able to get reinstated. So that's just that kind of like boxing business and how stuff be. But um, yeah, I thought that, that wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? Nobody got time to be fighting no cheaters. You know what I'm saying? You're going to fight, be clean, because this is a fight where a lot of people die. And some people don't make home to their family. So if you're not going to show up and be, you know what I'm saying, a, a stand-up person and just, you know, we're going to go at each other, but I'm going to be clean. You're going to be clean and may the best one win. So I don't know how I feel about that fight. I would like to see it without her cheating. Me and I would too. Have a better assessment. Me too. Me too. Uh, unlike you, though, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, because we didn't know till after the fight, I did love that fight, you know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying yeah. about Franchon being a little sloppy because, you know, she definitely was throwing bolos or or big right and back hooks with, with, with her whole body weight. But, uh, but it was I, feel like she, I feel like she showed a lot of dog in that fight. You know what I mean? She she bit down yeah. so much. That that fight, I think that's the fight that really made me a fan. Like, you know, the whole wig yeah, and I everything. That, it's know, like... Franchon gonna throw you down on the floor. She go, you know, she can't fight. And if you ain't got no heart, you ain't gonna win. Mm. That's why Cornell didn't win. Well, champ, that mm. is all the questions. <laughs> you, you, you made sure to but get yeah. that one in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but thank you guys for having me. I appreciate y'all. Uh, March 10th is going down. I'll be in Monterey, Mexico. I'm super excited. You know, thank you for sharing the platform with me. You know, shout out to my dad and to my sister who always got my back and support me. And they've been here in the background getting on my nerves. <laughs> thank you. But thank you, guys. I appreciate thank that. Thank you, Chan. No, we appreciate you. Go down. We yes, appreciate so you. Guys you have a good day. You as well. If you can, thank give out you. your social media okay. for anybody that isn't following you. Oh, yes. So you can definitely follow me. I'm on Instagram at um, MS period Raquel Miller. I'm on Facebook under Raquel Miller. I'm on Twitter under Miss Pretty Beast. So check me out. Send everybody love and light. Thank you guys so much for having me. You guys have a good day. All right. Yeah. I was going to say champ one more, but Brandon's like, yo, that's your fourth last question. <laughs> I was about to be like, champ. Oh, you still there, champ? Before you go, who yes, wins? Frank Martin yes. versus Roly Romero. Legit last one. I'm walking away after this. Um, I think Roly actually know how to fight. He He's a, you know, he, he is who he is, but I think that um, I, I, I'm going to give it to Roly. Mm. Yeah, I'm giving it to Roly. Don't don't quote me. I don't even know. Frank. Don't quote you. <laughs> you said I don't even know Frank. We <laughs> live. We live. Frank. Oh, Frank is Earl's know. fighter. But I like Roly. I, I don't know who that is, y'all. So don't give me the line like I know oh. this because I don't. But I like Roly, and I thought that Roly actually did good in the tank fight. I mean, obviously, what happened happened, but I actually was more impressed with Roly than I thought I would be. I think he was a good. I thought he was better than what I thought, and. I ain't mad at Roly. He's a good salesman and um, he's a funny entertainer, but I actually like him. I think he can box. Champ, all right, for real, for real. This is the last <laughs> one. No, <laughs> Champ, for real, this is the last one. Let the, me pick Roly. Even though I don't know Frank Frank, I'm sorry, but I'm picking Roly. Yes. Champ, but for <laughs> the, this, the, this the last one, being being from San Francisco, who's your favorite fighter from the Bay? Yes. Uh, me. Duh. Uh, <laughs> and then Kareem Mayfield. You know, he wanted you to say Devin Haney. He wanted you to say Devin Haney. That ain't what I wanted her to say. I just, I, I, I was just I'm, curious. The Bay has a lot of talent and, you know, has produced a lot of big does, names. They do. Dre is a first ballot Hall of Famer. True, you true. shitting me? Come on, now. Yeah. You know you wanted that. Yes, but I'm going to always pick myself. 
I'm, I'm not always gonna pick myself. As you so, should. You know, I, and I think it. the fighters definitely. But yeah, I think I'm rolling with Pretty Beast all day, every day. <laughs> all so, right. Well, thank you, you again, Chant. We appreciate <laughs> you. You yeah, too. That was a fantastic Goodbye. interview. There you go, guys. That was uh, Raquel Miller, a.k.a. Pretty Beast. Uh, can't wait for a fight. March 10th. Danny, you did your research. I didn't know. Uh, so you saying Shadeja already knocked out her opponent? Yeah, so I, it was her last fight, actually. Shadeja's last fight? Um, The girl's last fight. I, yeah, I couldn't find the name. And um, mm, Angelica Lopez? Oh, I did see that. Just I was looking Shad for first rounds. Go on Shadeja's. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I was looking for first rounds on Shadeja. Like, who is it? And I did see Angelica Lopez. Yeah. Uh, no, Flores. Flores, I'm sorry. Disculpa. Yeah. Oh, the Honi loss. Mm-hmm. Damn, she ain't fight all year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she wasn't that active before the green fight. Damn, she had two-year layoff before the green fight. Now she's going to have a yeah, one-year layoff before the Miller fight. I ain't even looked that deep into it, but yeah. So it looks like our poll is pretty even, bro. Frank by KO, 38%. Frank by... Oh, wow. What the hell? No. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm wrong. I it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> super heavy on Frank. Yeah. Um, right now, 425 votes. 21% of the people believe Roley by knockout. Only 3% of the people believe Roley by decision. 38% believe Broly, uh, I'm sorry, Frank by knockout, and 38% also believe Frank by decision. So 76% of the people right now are rolling with Frank Martin. Half of those are saying by knockout, the other half by decision, and only 24% rolling with Roly. Majority saying knockout. That's crazy. Um, that's very low, 21%. And and look at the decision three. Is that based off the Marina's uh, fight? You think? Uh, not much else to base it off of. <laughs> not real. much else to base it off of. It's funny though. I was happy to hear Miller say that. You know, she's seen and liked what she's seen, and and bro, and that's how I. Yo, sometimes you win when you lose, man. Shout out Diego Chavez. We never gonna forget you. Sometimes you win when you lose, man. Um. But yeah, if you haven't already hit that thumbs up button, don't do this episode a disservice. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans, probably other super middleweight women helping Raquel Miller get the fight that she deserves because it is unfortunate. It's seven years, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Sex sells, man. Ebony, like this. I mean, what? Her fourth fight, she had a title shot, lost that, and then she's back in two with a title shot, right? She was also in front of the cameras a lot, too, and that really helped, which Raquel definitely pointed out and pointed to. What cameras? I'm saying she would do a lot of interviews. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, She yeah, was yeah. very, um, you know, open to the media and mm -hmm. to the people. Mm -hmm. So uh, she got her face out there very quickly. And her bum. Yes. I mean, Eddie helped too. Yo, yo, no, it's she the would, end. She yo, would purpose shut up. It. It's the end of the month, bro. Wake up, wake up. It's the end of the month. You ain't go yesterday, did you? No, we got two days. Um, so Eddie helped uh, tremendously because two times my good friend Edward got caught checking out her hiney during the weigh-ins, and that went viral. So, you know, <laughs> that helped him. Yo. You're right, but... Uh, Helped her. Why? You said you're right like you don't believe that. No, you are correct. Um, 
But shit, that's it. Uh, let me check the phone lines. We got, I think this is uh, AMG, or do I need my sheet? 901? Guys, let me get audio on the line. Yo, who's this? Big track. You on my neck? I'm on your neck. What up, Mississippi? What's up? What's up, propaganda? <laughs> Pushing P? Push a P. Push a P. Push a P. Push a P. I don't know. We just talking about we talking about Frank and Rolly today, baby. Uh uh, dog. Uh uh. This is the second fighter who you trying to push this prospect on. What you mean? You 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 telling fighters now you telling fighters to uh drop their contract to fight a, a prospect when they got a fight on the line already. Who we talking about? Be clear, fams. The days Blue, green, you bro, right? Bro, bro. He told her. To, I was he, telling he told her to, to drop not her. fight the girl that Shadeja already knocked out in the first round instead for a non-title, and instead fight Shadeja Green for the actual WBC silver because she is the WBC mandatory to Franchon's full title. But welcome to the show. When when Franchon already told Raquel that she wanted to fight her as a voluntary. So you want but, her to fight? So, so, uh, big trap. Big trap. You only get one volunteer. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain. We got to have a conversation. You just said what you said. So now I'm giving you the rebuttal. The rebuttal is you only get one voluntary. And if, according to, Shade uh, according to Franchon Cruz and what she said, if what she says comes to fruition, which is already been confirmed to me by Hannah Gabriels that they are going to fight. That is her voluntary. Next up is her mandatory. So there's no jumping. There is no Raquel Miller. You only get one voluntary. It's the days of the, the, the mandatory. I, just, yes. I said that 10 minutes ago. The, bro, the WBC, had, had, have, have they said she's the mandatory? I said that 10 minutes ago, and we were at the convention. The video was also there to watch them say it. Okay. Touche. All right, brother. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Not to mention that they wanted to make Raquel Miller I the... I wish we had the rim shot. They wanted to make Raquel Miller a final eliminator and Shadeja and them team push. And look, Raquel, I didn't even know that. Because from my side, I heard that they was like, nah, it's unfair. We were already the mandatory. Now they want us to fight another eliminator to be the mandatory. So I thought they was going to stand firm on that. But it looks like, according to Raquel, they sent her an offer for this date, Saturday. The Saturday. So no no, no fear on, on or, or, or not wanting to fight on behalf of Shadeja. She sent the contract. So, uh, yeah, I don't see how you can jump her. Because now this fight has been approved. But then again, Chance, a, you know, crazy as shit happened. Like, you right. You fighting right. your mandatory at the weight class above and shit Oh, like shit. That. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I got the rim shot. Don't know where it's at, but mm, maybe next time. Bring Any other Danny, callers? Ness GTO. We are the Boxing Voice. Make sure catch us um, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. It'll be a busy weekend as we have uh, fight, fight chats both Saturday and Friday. Pretty much all day. Good undercard. So we're covering uh, top rank. We're covering uh, 
Matchroom and who's uh, fighting Friday? Is that the the, uh, the Nico, Glendale card? Yeah, yeah, that's the Glendale card. So. And they put that on a Friday. On a Friday. Why? And know. there's an ESPN Saturday. No, Matchroom Saturday. Why didn't they go Saturday? Uh, only thing I could think of, it is the Pro Bowl weekend, so I don't know if I don't know if they. I, I think ESPN has coverage of that. I don't know. The venue availability as well. Maybe the venue was only available on a Saturday. I mean, on a Friday. I don't know. But we'll definitely be covering all the top rank uh, youngins on that. Uh, let me pull up the card really quick to tell you guys who is on it. Uno segundo. One moment, please. Because it is going to be uh, early fight chats. I was actually uh, letting Ness know earlier. So Friday, fight chat should be kicking off. Um, shit. What what time did I tell you? Hold on, one sec. Friday, the fight chat should be kicking off at about three thirty p.m. Wow! And then Saturday, three p.m. on Saturday. So it's gonna be early days, and those times are Pacific. Um, Friday we will be covering, like I said, the Glendale top rank card. Uh, you have Lindolfo Delgado, eight round at 140. Nico Ali Walsh, he's on the undercard. Xavier Martinez, Andres Cortez, Emiliano Vargas, Richard Torres Jr. And then, honestly, the best fight to me on the card, Arnold Barboza versus Jose Pedraza. Phenomenal fight. I'm very excited for that. And then uh, Navarrete fight, fighting for a vacant against some guy named Liam. Um, and then Saturday, uh, we'll probably begin coverage for the Ramla Ali fight. Sky Nicholson, uh, she's in a 10-round fight, both her and Ramla in 10-round fights. Shadeja Green versus Deline Sederus in a 10-rounder. Uh, Richardson Hitchens versus John Bowles in a 10-rounder. Alicia Bumgarner in her undisputed fight. And... Amanda Serrano and her undisputed fight, both 10-round attractions as well. A lot of fights. Um, a lot of uh, names. A lot of so, aim. I am looking forward to it. But uh, once again, if we have no callers, Ness GTO, Ringwall, Danny, the Boxing Voice, catch us tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Peace. Peace.